This week on Erotic Awakening, Poly Picnic, Intuitive Power Exchange, and the Miracle of Fruit. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics in all things Dean and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. We enjoy creating and recording these podcasts, and we hope you enjoy listening to them. When you become our patron, it gives us a chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but get access to special content. Head over to patreon.com erotic awakening to take a look at the options. And regardless, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. <clears throat> Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about power exchange and how you become a power exchange person. And we are also going to talk about the Windsor Poly Picnic. But before we get there, Dawn, are you awake and functional? How would you hear me yawning when you aren't even looking at me? <laughs> because I hear with my ears. I'm a sneaky bastard I was trying to keep like it quiet because we're on the air. Am I... What was the question? Awake Am I awake? and functional. F- awake, yes. Functional, almost. So um, it was a hell of a weekend. So... Yeah. We just wrapped up the Power Exchange Summit, a uh, three days focused and about power exchange relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, I've certainly found it rejuvenating for myself. Oh, absolutely. So had some amazing conversations with Master Tony Black. Um, by the way, I told him to put a bid in next year on doing a class on something that we talked about over the VIP dinner. Oh, what's that? It was um, It's amazing stuff. It's um, traditions that we may not be aware of, leather traditions that Mm -hmm. we may not be aware of. Um, I don't know how he's going to title it or what all he's going to cover, but the conversation was about when you lose a master, when a slave loses a master. Mm. And he was suggesting that um, in their tradition that um, when a master dies, Mm -hmm. he is supposed to have picked another master that that slave is supposed to go to to have her collar removed for the final time. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're, so Master sound... Will, yeah, Master Will was there at the table too, and we both almost looked at each other and started crying because it's like, <laughs> but it's important stuff. I'm like, I've never heard of that tradition before. He's like, what? I'm like, we have a member of our house that lost a master, and we didn't know about that. That may have been beneficial to her, yeah. assuming she was even ready for that to happen. Right. Right. So I think he's going to do a class on different leather traditions that have to do with power exchange and rites of passage and all that type of stuff. Wow. Heavy. Heavy. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. But he might be covering coverings and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It's all rites of passages. <laughs> it's not so. plan. Power Exchange Summit 8. The day Sorry. after 7. <laughs> we have other things that we should be working on right now. Um so, Don, the, the speaking of power exchange, though, the question of the day is this. Okay. And this, uh, as a result of what we just did, uh, over the weekend we attended and produced an event about power exchange and a variety. Of, a big part of that is the classes that people attend. So having people like Master Tony Black or Dominus Grey Dancer or Kevin and Katie or the other wonderful uh, presenters that we came in teaching classes. Mm-hmm. There are also a variety of books about power exchange, such as Our Own Living MS, as well as some other wonderful books. <laughs> There's also some great uh, conversations, peer conversations. Absolutely. There's also, though, 
the actual experience of being in a power exchange relationship. And maybe there's even this thing called channeling when you are intuitively inspired by forces without your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Where does power exchange come from? If I want to be a great master or a great slave, which one of those is the important one for me to put my energy towards? Oh, and don't say all, all of, them. of them. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, because I, yeah. Well, let's think about you and me getting started. Okay. Right? There weren't a lot of books out, but there was a lot of fiction out. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fiction, but some fiction that really left an imprint on me. Right? Yeah, certainly uh, the story of O, Marketplace. Sleeping Beauty. Right, right. right. So, so we certainly have plenty of, of fictional power exchange Right. But I don't think, I think those only help if you already have a seed of something within you. Okay. Okay. I think if you are, and I'm just going to use the word vanilla because people know what I mean by that mm-hmm. usually. Um, I think if you're a vanilla person and the stuff doesn't speak to you, I don't think you can read books and figure out how to be a master or a slave. So some of it to me is absolutely intuitive. It's It's how you're built. It's what Oh, I don't even know what words to use. The day after an event, I can get a little... So are you saying that people are born... And and interestingly, we are actually... I am planning on having a conversation with my college submissive, Kaya, on whether power exchange is nature or nurture. And she's uh, pushed it back over a month because of her nature of going to research things, right? But it sounds like you're saying that you have an, a view one way or the other. I mean, can I find out that I'm digging along and I'm messing around and I find fet life and I find kinky sex and somebody who I'm really hot for says, well, I'm looking for a power exchange relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, are you, can I go pick up the tools to be in a power exchange relationship? Sure. So, I mean, there's tools so out there. So you don't there. have to be wired that way? I still think you have to be wired that way or it's not going to work for you. Okay. I don't think you can do it cut and dry. One, two, three, four, five. This is how I become a dom. When she steps over the line, I put her on her knees. When she mm-hmm. does this or he does that, then I do this. I just don't think there's a a map on how to do it. Otherwise, there would be a single book out there telling you how to be a dom. So I think it has to be also be intuitive. That's why I consider it a spiritual thing to me. Hmm. So uh, for me, I always think of the the quote, and I think it's Dizzy Gillespie when asked how to be a great uh, jazz musician. He responded something, and this is not exactly correct, but he responded by saying, first you have to learn the instrument and learn how to play music." Then you forget all that shit and just play. Mm-hmm. And I, so for myself, I very much believe that's the way that it works, that there is great value in attending these classes and mm-hmm. seeing these different viewpoints. Um, we refer people to our book, Living MS, all the time because I really do believe there's great examples and great experience and great opportunities to learn from the book. And, you know, I mean, why make the same mistakes that we made when you can learn here's what not to do? Mm. You know, but I also think it's not a manual. I mean, if you listen to me and you and Kevin and Katie during Ask Us the Hard Shit Part Do, 
Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday at PXS, we do things some somewhat different than they do things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it works for them. So if we read the same manual, it may work for us, it may work for them, but not everything would. Right. So, yeah. So I don't. I just don't think there's a manual out there saying do this, do that, even our Living MS book. It gives examples. It doesn't give step-by-step. No, I, and, and I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I think that it is, um, and overall, I, I do believe that there is this level of, I think it's fantastic to go out there and be educated, whether it's via classes, mm-hmm. books, discussion groups, your local mass chapter, and those can those things cannot be underappreciated. There's almost, uh, there's few things more powerful than being able to sit with a group of peers mm-hmm. and say, I have so-and-so problem, and for somebody else to speak up and say, yeah, I had that problem, and here's what I did. Um, but I do think that it is, there is this level of just get out there and play. You know, there is this level of that hmm. once you've built that foundation, it's time to have the relationship and do it. And that's where the actual, that will allow you to move from somebody who intellectually knows what they're doing to somebody who intuitively knows what they're doing. Now, we talked about that when we ran for title, actually. Who is it that says, uh, think it, say it, write it, do it? You know, you can... Uh, Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar. So you can think it, you can say it, you can write it as much as you want, but until you do it and actually have experience, you know, Hmm. and some things may work for you, some things may not. But but I like that process that you mm -hmm. just described, right? Think it... Say it, write it, do it, right? And I like the, that processing for, I think that works great for Power Exchange. To all due respect to Mr. Ziegler, who probably wrote that for business. <laughs> but that's what we did, right? Mm-hmm. We had thoughts about it, and then we actually admitted it to each other. And and then we wrote things down just to see how they looked in writing and, you know, and gathered all the stuff that worked for us. And then we did it. And the things that worked, we kept. And the things that didn't, we didn't. So there you go. Yeah. If so. you would like to write it, you can get a hold of us on the comment form on the webpage over at eroticawakening.com. There you will find other ways to contact us, ways to say thank you, where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, LinkedIn newsletter, and all kinds of other stuff. We'll be presenting at a lot of damn places, but you can also follow us on FetLife. Find us as the owners of the FET group, Erotic Awakening, two words. So last week, we started going through 50 dirty questions that will turn you both on and make you want sex. And the first <laughs> couple of questions we had, I thought, were pretty good. What are you giggling about? Because I just read the first one. Well, then you should answer the first one. Uh, this is question number four from 50 Dirty Questions. Don, what's the dirtiest fantasy you've had at work? I've had a lot of them. I used to work with you, remember? We used to work <laughs> in the point. same yeah, company. We, we kind of cheat A couple there, of so, yes. cubes down from each other. And uh, that's when I had all the fantasies of the elevator sex, the working late at work, and you throwing me over my, well, it was a little short cube ball. So it would have been my arms propped up on the cube ball. So if you fuck me from behind. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now, of course, I have fantasies of somebody under my desk, me being under somebody else's desk. But, you know, it's still that whole maybe being fucked on the boss's desk and just, hey, why are my papers in the floor? What's this wet spot? <laughs> <laughs> you get bored when you <laughs> when you sit in a cube. So, yeah, all kinds of stuff. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? I am actually going to skip answering this question. I am also going to skip answering the next question. 
How would you dominate your boss sexually if given the chance? I have no interest in dominating my boss sexually, but there is um, an answer that I have that will lead me to a place of unemployment <laughs> if this podcast <laughs> ends up in the wrong place. And, so you're going to let me answer because I'm an attempt job. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, because we just found at PXS we were talking. Oh, did you even, you weren't having breakfast with me. No, I sleep in in the morning because I have the late yeah. shift at night. Saturday morning I was having breakfast with somebody mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about a thing and found out that they work at the same place that I work <gasps> and they've been there for three years. Oh no! Yes, so I will tell you about that. I will <laughs> okay. tell you about that once I turn off the microphone. Uh, recently on the podcast, you, you know, right now we are like, oh yeah, Patreon would be nice, but that's because we have my nice fat corporate job. Right. So I will hesitate on Hi. endangering fat corporate job okay. any more than I already do by being a uh, fairly out kinkster. <laughs> okay. So how would you dump? But see, I can't answer number five either. How would you dominate your boss sexually if giving the chance? I'm not into dominating. And I'm not into dominating guys, especially. So, mm-hmm. and he's a he. So it just wouldn't work for me at all. I just don't have, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> about it it's like no no that just won't work for me even in a pretend hot fantasy well doesn't work well no problem because the next one will work okay don what do you do when you get horny in public (laughs) i do like wearing a skirt (laughs) (laughs) man when i get horny in public i get a little sneaky about how i touch myself yeah yeah so because like if i'm grocery shopping Mm -hmm. oh i don't even know if i told you this (laughs) (laughs) when i'm grocery shopping my boobs if i lean over just a little bit my nipples are grocery cart handle height okay and i can walk and stroke my nipples on my grocery <laughs> cart handle. So I was not aware of that. Fine, yes. So and um what were we doing yesterday where I just reached my hand oh, we were sitting on the couch, never mind. I thought we were out. So I just reached my hand down my pants and uh, and it's like, oh wait, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have to be careful. But I do think about things and think about um usually I'll fantasize. Remember when you um sent me on that mission where I had to sit in my truck mm-hmm. and masturbate in front of different places of businesses, starting with the letter A, yes. alphabetically, yes. right. So like Applebee's, <laughs> I sat right. in my truck. And then I would take a picture of the Applebee's sign and I would send it to you. And you would know that I'd masturbated in my truck in front of Applebee's. Mm-hmm. And then whatever B was and C was, and I forget how far along we got in the alphabet. Um, so sometimes I'll sit in a place where I'm horny and I'll think about how I could take a picture of where I'm at and you would know that even though you yeah. haven't given me this challenge and it's been years, how you would know that that's exactly Neat. what I had just done. Very cool. So that's what I do. I fantasize I, and then try not to touch myself too obviously. <laughs> I pretty much just do boy kegels. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just I just bring the attention to and yeah. the energy to um, to my cock and balls and kind of just do some boy kegels just to say, hello, good morning. Hey, you guys there? Yep, yep, doing them right now. Yeah, there you go. Hey, oh, wow. I don't want to say, hey, oh, wow. You know, but so it's, if it's, you're ever sitting in a restaurant and I hear, hey, oh, wow, I know what you're doing. And so will everyone else in the restaurant, perhaps. Um, so 
we were talking not too long ago about magic fruit. Magic fruit? Yes. So, um... Oh, magic fruit. Yeah, I remember that. And we had no clue what the hell it was. So, Miracle Fruit, we find out from one of our podcast listeners named Grace, who posted this to the Erotic Awakening website, that Miracle Fruit is also sometimes called Miracle Berry. It is the name of a berry you can purchase from in berry form, or you can even get it in tablets. It blocks the sour receptors on your tongue and only allows to sense sweet, and it lasts for about 30 minutes. And that, I guess, would be a really neat way to, if you wanted to, to play with cunnilingus or food play, then you'd be able to do that with that miracle berry. Hmm. Well, um, so it blocks the sour receptor. So my first thought is, someone's dick's going to taste sour? Maybe I don't want that to be blocked if I'm going to have it in my mouth. <laughs> want it masked, I want to know that it tastes good because it tastes good. Or, if it's <laughs> if sour. If it doesn't, why is it sour? I don't <laughs> want it in my mouth. <laughs> so. I am not doing boy kegels at this moment, <laughs> side note. It blocks the sour receptors on your tongue and only allows you to sense the sweet. Huh. That could be interesting, but still. <laughs> and then we have another comment uh, mm-hmm. that we'll save till next time. But basically, somebody was telling us about some of those hot apps that you oh, can do. The couples apps. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Dawn, other than that, I think I heard you say you got a new uh, Someone tentacle. sent me new tentacles. And yes. we had to talk about the Windsor Poly Picnic. But go tell me about these tentacles. So, bratty little slut on FetLife. Um, just sent me a link to her Pinterest board. And she says she's not into tentacles like I am, but she is, she does like octopi. And okay. she sent me this link. So it's not like sexy pictures. It's not like hentai. I think it's hentai is how it's pronounced. Um, so it's not like that. It's not like the alien beast that, you know, mm-hmm. grab the girl. But it's it's all octopus stuff. So it's like an octopus mop and lampshades and pottery and just really pretty stuff. So, you know, I actually I actually like a couple of them. All the tentacle dress links that I get links mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And what the hell? Those those tentacle dress dresses? Yeah. They are absolutely beautiful. Right. They are not American sizes. Oh. So I click it and I'm like, okay, so I'll look at an extra large and then I look at the size chart and an extra large is an American size ten. <laughs> I wear a 16, so I would have to get a 5X and hope it stretches. So that's just mean. I you may not be doing that. I know. I want those dresses. I, I seem to recall on the, one of the feedback forms uh, over at PXS, somebody wrote, drew in a tentacle or something? They did just for me, <laughs> and they said it was for me. So, Don, yeah. did you know that the Just For Me podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? No, I don't think so. Take a moment to support the <laughs> podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. One new subscriber to the newsletter this time around. Carolina from California. And that takes us into our interview on the Windsor Poly Picnic. It does. It, it does. I did uh, just speak with um, Aaron and Reg and James, and mm-hmm. on June 9th in Windsor, which, by the way, is not far from the 
podcast host of City of Columbus, Ohio, where you and I are at. Podcast host of City. Uh, or it's uh, near, it's uh, no more than three hours away from podcast hosting City, which I have decided this is what we will call this from now on. And I can tell when we're tired. Yes. And what you should do, oh listener, is go to the Windsor Poly Picnic on June 9th and then come back to Columbus on June 16th for the Poly Unconference here at the space. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be so much fun. And you know what? We've been to the Windsor Picnic before. I had a blast there. Yeah, absolutely. So had they, a really uh, good time. As, as you're, you'll hear, you don't have to bring any food. You can register beforehand. They have a fantastic new location. And we will let them tell you more about it. Go ahead, you were going to say something? Uh, just, we also have uh, Freya, my two-year-old, is uh, running around in the background, so that might happen a little. We'll, we'll see. Okay. We normally have Ginger the Polly Puppy running around on the background here, so I'm sure that the two of them would get along just fine. Yeah. So tonight, tonight on the podcast, we are speaking all the way across the border into Windsor, Canada. And, who, and remind me who I'm talking to. Let the audience hear you introduce yourselves. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Red. And James. Fantastic. And last time we talked, we had a fantastic conversation, and the recording did not come out. And that's technology for you. Freya, I agree. That was pretty crazy. So <laughs> that's all right. We're going to do this again. And you guys are... Uh, fortunately for me and Don, we had the opportunity a couple of years ago to travel up to Windsor and present at the Windsor Poly Picnic. And my understanding is you guys are getting ready to do that again. Yes, we are. So who, tell me about that a little bit and who should come to it and why they should come to it. Well, uh, I'll kick it off with a bit of background. Uh, when I first uh, joined the, the poly community here in Windsor, um, I kind of wanted to, uh, something of a, a way for people to get together and kind of uh, uh, network with other people from other cities and stuff like that. So I decided to run uh, a poly picnic. And uh, basically we uh, looked for presenters that could come out and talk and uh, come try and invite, you know, other people from other cities and people from around this area to come out and, uh, it's basically structured for people who are in, in the poly lifestyle or who are poly friendly, I guess. Um, the only rule that I had at that first one was uh, no negative comments about uh, being poly. Like, you know, I don't know how you guys do that kind of thing or anything like that. And, and you said that in the past tense. So are you, I, I get the impression you are not currently driving that bus. Uh, no, actually, uh, kind of passed the baton on to Aaron and Reg. So they they ran it last year, and they're running it again this year. Um, so yeah. Yep. We've so Aaron, Reg, what will I expect if I came out there to the picnic this year? Uh, well, we're gonna have some great food, and we have some amazing guest speakers coming in. We have uh, Nicole from Detroit, Metro Detroit, and uh, Charity Smith coming all the way from Germany to talk. So I'm really excited to hear what they have to say, and it should be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if I remember correctly, you guys probably met Nicole at Beyond the Love this last time around. She was one of the presenters there. Yes, we did. And we actually loved her talk so much that we made a point to reach out to her and see if she would come talk at our event. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, Ridge, when you took over, or when you and Aaron took over, what did you look at and say, you know, James is okay, <laughs> but, you know, we could do this better. What kind of changes have you made over as you've taken uh, leadership in this? <laughs> we have a new location. We can't tell you what it is yet, but, um, it, you know. It's pretty spiffy. But it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're... we're is it James's backyard? It is not no. James's. Though so that would be that would be an okay location, but for the numbers that we're hoping to get, uh, it might get a little crowded. But okay, it'd be very nice. Yeah, we so change the location. Anything else that you've you've changed to make it more, you know, uh, aligned to you guys? <laughs> um, I'm trying to trying to think. Uh, I mean. Things things were so good the first time that we uh, kept most of it <laughs> the same. Uh, what what did happen um, last year? Um, we got so last year we had a bit of a late start in organizing, so we um, were a little uh, worried about getting speakers and things like that. And we, we were able to get some great speakers last year. Um, uh, one we had um, uh, Ruby from London. Uh, from Ruby London. Tuesday, yeah. yeah, Ruby Tuesday came down from London, and we had. Oh great! Uh, yeah, and we had uh, uh, Sarah uh, and um, Chelsea come in from uh, Metro Detroit Polyamory uh, last year, and that, basically we went over to Metro Detroit Polyamory and we're just like, please give us a talk, just anybody, anybody. <laughs> but they did; they, they uh, ended up giving great talks, both of them, um, and as did uh, Ruby. And so we uh, we had a, a good time. Uh, this year and this year, uh, sorry, last year, this year, uh, we've, you know, been uh, a little bit more proactive and we've gotten some, um, found some really good speakers. Um, you know, one's coming in from another continent <laughs> and which is really exciting. So we've got Charity coming in from Berlin. I think Aaron mentioned that already. And we've got uh, Nicole coming in from another country, which, okay, from the United States, but still. <laughs> What are they talking about? Hmm? What are they going to be talking well, about? Well, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I've got the, the what they're going to be talking about right here. Um, so Nicole is, um, her talk is entitled Empowered Anti-Oppressive Relating with the subtitle of Relationship Anarchy. Basically, that's, that's, okay. that's her jam is Relationship Anarchy. Um, yeah, and... Um, one thing she says here, uh, someone recently told her that, uh, she has consistently broken their reality in quotes, talking about relationship anarchy, which she thinks is the best compliment. And, and I agree with that Have, from having seen her talk, she's very good at, um, at sort of getting you to, to think in new ways about relationships. So we're excited okay. about that. And I believe charity, um, is going to talk about some of the things she's dealing with while going through her master's right now. Um, she's relating to Polly a lot in uh, what she's doing in school. And I think she wants to bring that over and share some of what she's learned and what she's trying to write her thesis about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now earlier, 
And I think it, James said something about creating a place that's just for polyamorous people to network. And at least in my local community, we have a lot of crossover. And sometimes the poly community is not so hip to that idea. So if people say, well, I'm polyamory, how do I get started? Sometimes they'll say, oh, well, there's a BDSM munch down the road. There's poly people that hang out there. Or people will say, well, the gaming convention's in town, and there's poly people that hang out there on occasion. Is your intent to build a place that's poly-specific? And if people show up talking about master and slave and that kind of stuff, you're like, well, you know, that's not really our thing here. We're here to talk poly. Or is the idea different than that? I I think the idea for us is um, somewhere in between. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap between the communities, and I don't necessarily think that's such a bad thing in a lot of ways, but we do want to make sure we have a space that enables people who are poly but maybe not into the kink or not into some of those other overlaps to have their space as well and not feel alienated. Mm-hmm. The, the basis of the picnic is to talk about poly lifestyle. Um, if that entails some of the, the kink or the BDSM, then it's, it's not frowned upon. It is. It's um, uh, it's talked about and and stuff like that. It's it's a you safe space. Your poly, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a safe space. It's it's just as long as it's pertaining to the the poly lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what we want to make sure is that uh, all poly people feel welcome. Um, mm-hmm. So that that has been uh, a focus for us. Um, we as a sort of community organizers are are group started as a sort of growing out of the BDSM scene uh, here in Windsor. So um, we've been slowly trying to uh, bring you know, more vanilla people in as well. Um, but definitely, you know, our, our main, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, like uh, the source for recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> recruitment isn't the right word. That's definitely not the right word. But well, into, into the the poly community. Yeah, yeah. So, so our yeah our base basically has been um, BDSM folk, um, but we're definitely um, looking to expand to all sorts of people, and we have, and we've got people of sort of all different, uh, all sorts of interests, interests <laughs> and such that all. Uh, they're, you know, the only, the common thing is just that they're poly. Okay. Now, for people that may not be familiar with the, the uh, geography of Canada, and I'm often told that, you know, if I am in uh, London and I have a friend who happens to live in Quebec, that I should just stop by and it's it, – no, no. Canada is a little bigger than yeah, I think. It is oh, much Do you know – do you know how close you are? You guys are to Detroit or Cleveland or some of the big cities around, at least on the East Coast. I know you guys are East Coast. I'll, Basically, I'll okay, way. Windsor is South Detroit. Like we border Detroit. We can be, you know, we okay. can be in Detroit. Depending where you are in Windsor, you can be in Detroit in five minutes. I did that literally just oh Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. So for people that may not know Windsor, but they, they might know where Detroit is and they can, if they can figure out how far along it takes to Detroit, and add five minutes and a passport and you're being, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a river, there's a giant bridge, just head towards it. Yeah. If you cross a the, couple De- bucks and come visit us. yeah, if you cross the Detroit <laughs> river, just make sure you have your passport. Oh yeah. And, that's <laughs> yeah. And that's it'll be in Windsor and that, that's how you get here. <laughs> 
Okay. So just get to okay. Detroit. If you know where Detroit is, then you pretty much know where Windsor yeah, we're is. We're right next door. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So if I were to come to the poly, the Windsor Poly picnic, do I should I bring a covered dish or a financial contribution or buy a oh, ticket? Okay, okay. What's so, the process um, for that? The picnic costs fifteen dollars. That includes your like a cost for food. So we provide the food. You don't have to bring any. Um, oh, enjoy okay, it. great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is good for uh, any American guests. Don't bring food over the border. Just, just not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, you know, we we understand people might be really wanting to do that, but um, this is not the time for that. There are other times that other picnics. Yeah, we're taking don't, care of the food. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Uh, but okay. um, yeah, the, so the fifteen dollars covers the the cost of the food, the cost of the venue which we're renting, and um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be great. Fantastic, and that actually is makes it even easier for people like Don and I who would would hop on the motorcycles. That way, we don't have to stop at a Swiss chalet or something oh, and pick up a chicken yeah, or something yeah, on the yeah, way. Yeah, no need for that. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. So how do I find out um, an address or how do I get the this vetted into right. attending this um, thing? So you would register um, and then so online. once – Yeah, register online. Um, you ready for the website? Here, here it comes, folks. All right. So it's bit.ly, bit.ly, right, slash winpolypicnic. So W-I-N-P-O-L-Y. P-I-C-N-I-C. All, all one word. Yeah. yeah, all one word, no spaces. So it, yep. You know, Ed, one more question, if you don't mind. Is it is the intent that it is family friendly? I mean, I hear um, the the two-year-old running around in the backyard. So do people bring their children? Um, is it that yeah, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. We've, brought, uh, we've brought Freya um, to all of the picnics yep. now yes. she's only two years old but she's been to all of the picnics yeah um yeah yeah so it is uh it is the intent that it is um uh family uh family friendly i mean we will be talking like you said about um polyamory and uh some other things like bdsm topics may come up um but you know we can definitely arrange things uh so that uh, you know the kids don't have to be there all the time. Um, there's a, enough room for play space uh, to happen. Um, yeah, for the children. For the <laughs> yes. Let me make that perfectly clear. Wait, yes, wait, wait, wait. play space meaning playing for the children. This is this is yeah. Uh, this is in the outdoors in the urban environment. Uh, not um, not a play time for adults. This is a time for discussing. Uh, polyamory and perhaps BDSM not practicing uh, BDSM uh, <laughs> in the, the whips and chains sort of way. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, guys uh, and girls, I, I very much appreciate the conversation. As I said, Don and I've been, and we just had a wonderful time. Um, Canada really gets a rep for being too darn friendly and that has absolutely been at least my experience with the windsor poly picnic i uh, you guys are very welcoming and we had a wonderful time i'm glad that you had a great time um yeah yeah. (laughs) we had a great time when this game so thank you for doing that 
Okay. And I, I hope that uh, people will head up there and visit you guys. And if they do and they come back, bring me some Smarties. Not that American chocolate <laughs> crap that we have to eat. Shock. The good kind. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Toss us a couple of bucks by heading over to eroticawakening.com and click on the support us on Patreon button. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe, and the song is Whim. The official EA twatter is Andy. The person we've seen most recently is Mike and Tammy at PXS. The current sender of tentacles is Braddy Little Slut. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Big Witch of the North of the Sequential Sex Podcast. And the official food that goes on boobs is a banana at PXS on boobs. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.